Welcome to Best Boys, a film podcast, an amateur film study podcast for the average Joe, the buffest buffs, and the cringiest bingers. I'm your host, JP, and I'm joined by my brother, professional Hollywood videographer. Corey with a story. <laughs> and we're here. We're back. The Oscars are over. We're, 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 we had to go over, so man. far back. So far back into the trenches to pull out some long, slow burns. Yeah, yeah. We needed to simmer it down after all this heat. I don't, so we never, we haven't, we did not put out an episode since our last, that was the bonus episode with the Oscar predictions, many of which, uh, Corey, you were correct on. Um, we're not going to go through them all one by one. You can go see the results for yourself and watch that episode. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah, a lot of my picks were upset, uh, like Power of the Dog. But you know, I was shocked I, too, though. My heart, my heart was there. And then, I mean, I'm I'm not even gonna touch on the the Will Smith thing that everybody in the world has given their take on. Um, so I don't think we have anything to add that has not already been added. Um, so let's, so we, you know, we've been talking, um, if you haven't figured it out, um, I think I did post somewhere, but we have moved to an every other week format by weekly format. Is that what that is? Bi-weekly? Bi-monthly. Uh, two times a month. Yeah. Bi-monthly. That's it. Um, and, uh, we may, you know, we're still probably going to, um, as we want to do things, there may be um weekly things and we're boom fest and halloween you know for october we'll still do um but i think this will give us a chance to uh get a little bit of a breather uh sack some ammo so we can you know record extra episodes and um in case where one of us ever have to be off we can uh, still have an episode ready and things like that um so one thing that we've been talking about is how we wanted to do more classics um, obviously we, obviously we did, uh, Kurosawa a couple, few weeks ago, uh, a few episodes ago. Um, and we kind of wanted to stick to that and, uh, give us more of a foundation. Um, and I know we, we got some new things coming up with, uh, everything everywhere all at once. And, uh, once. and, uh, and then after that, I, re- I really want to do the Northman and Robert Eggers. And, uh, but before we do that. We are going to get to what many in film buffs call a uh, crucial, an essential director, much like Kurosawa. Um, also not American, um, non-English speaking um, in Andre Tarkovsky. So, Corey, I ask you, what do you know about... Mr. Tarkovsky. What did you know about him? All I knew, uh, to be frank, was nothing other than people saying, uh, people referencing him, like in my film, like buddy groups and stuff, or online, or like people would just be like, oh, he wants to be the next Tarkovsky when referencing something. And I never knew what that meant. Um, until now and uh now i get it it makes so much more sense so many comments that i that i've heard now make so much more sense in 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 reference to the people that they were about <laughs> but um, uh 
Have you this heard? This is all new to me, though. Have you heard of any of the the titles? These titles, not uh, in his filmography. Uh, Stalker, but just like off hand, not like anything that I had like looked into before. Um, that is interesting. I have personally only heard. I've heard that he was, you know, an essential filmmaker. Like I said, um, the films that I was familiar with were Andre Rublev, Solaris, and Stalker. Um, Solaris, I knew, was supposed to be his response to 2001 A Space Odyssey. Um, he's famously known for uh, being a critic of to- Kub- Stanley Kubrick's 2001 A Space Odyssey. Um, you know, pretty much uh, boiling it down, I can pull up the quote, I don't have it in front of me, but it boiled down to, um, you know, calling it fake deep. That it was like used visual, a lot of over, vi- over the top visual techniques. Um, but that it um, ultimately had an empty meaning. And uh, so Solaris was supposed to be a kind of um, response. At least, I don't know, that's what people consider. Uh, And in film history, that's kind of what it gets associated with, uh, 2001 A Space Odyssey. Um, And if you do watch the two films side by side, they they are both science fiction, but they are incredibly different um, in scope and in um and content um having now watched two of his films andre tarkovsky's style is very distinct um but it's a very minimal i think minimalist is probably um the word that comes to mind for me watching both of these films um uh, what you know what about you uh, yeah, I'd say it's all in the dialogue. It's all the sets don't matter. The 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 character like visuals don't really matter. It's all just in like the the discussion of the overarching like tone. And I wouldn't say they don't matter because like the the sets set the mood. Like I think they're really good sets usually. Um, there might be lower budget compared to um, whatever, but. I think the I do like the sets on these movies, especially Stalker. But I do like the you know Stalker. The, I, I genuinely enjoy the space station, though. I think it looks cool in Solaris. The room uh, with all the mirrors um, that he's sleeping in, um, I think, is really cool. I do like some of the. I do like the sets. I like the like. Uh, I like the way these movies look. Um, but as far as they're very still, they're very slow moving like the characters are moving slow there's not a lot of action um it's just talking and different sets um and things happening um solaris in particular has very much a feeling of like a play almost to me um it's the it's very visual don't and like i think that is the thing that i think at first you could write it off and i and i may have as i was i struggled to, Solaris is a challenge. Um, I think they both are challenging films in different ways, but also the same way in that they are like painfully slow. Um, mm. And I don't even necessarily mean that in a bad way. It's just it's trying to. Um, at a, uh, I think I, I heard a, I read a, a quote that was like um, Solaris is meant to be. It isn't meant to be entertaining. It's like meant to be um, an experience. You know, you're supposed to feel this. 
Actually, I think it was about Stalker. Mm. You're supposed to like feel the moment like it's a real moment with the characters. And like real yeah. moments don't necessarily happen, you know, fast cuts and, you know, you know, heavily edited and, and, and move with, with a lot of energy. Um, and I can understand that. And I think that there are filmmakers, David Lynch comes to mind, who's a really good use of, um, when to just hold on things to like a creepy length of time. These movies are filled with that. Um, like it gets weird. It's holding so long. Um, there is in stalker. I don't want to jump back and forth too much, but, uh, there in stalker, there is a five minute and 43 second shot of, um, towards the end of the film. Um, when they're outside the zone or outside the room. And, uh, it's, it's really, really cool. And, th- and like that one is put together really well, but there's just, that's just an example of, uh, of just these long, long, uh, takes, um, and just heavily in dialogue driven films, uh, a lot mm-hmm. of the, uh, the devil is in the details and the dialogue. Um, the, the sets just are the sets and the, yeah. the story is told really within the, within the dialogue. And that's kind of what I was, I was getting at by the sets don't really matter. Cause it's, it's the, well, the sets yeah, are, very yeah, that makes sense what they are they uh uh they're they're very repetitive and you're just it's just there there to kind of loosely get you in the world but it's all just in the conversations and like you could i feel like you could close your eyes and listen to this like an audiobook and imagine your own like world or whatever to it and it would just be uh i feel like it would do just as like impactful uh, yeah i feel like i would be able i would have been able to almost i i wish that not wish, but uh, in English, I think that I would have been able to connect to it easier, and I know that's because of just my own attention span or or whatever. But I think being able to, to like just close my eyes for a moment and still be in here, be in this world, in like my imagination. But like there is so much in the like. I think the camera work is good. Like I think, the, and I mean the cinematography, I think is is good. Um, in these movies, it's just simple and minimal. And as someone who's was, uh, in my experience, filming things, um, or putting you know things together, I do really like minimal stuff that looks cool. And the soccer is full of that, but Solaris is as well. Um, and I I do really appreciate um, appreciate that. So with Solaris. Um, what did let do? Let's talk about Solaris in particular. Um, what? Uh, how do you feel about how Solaris kind of opens? There is like a prologue kind of that sets up everything, and then like it's a it's set, it's a setup to the movie with there is a lot happening, almost into a disorienting uh, pace. Mm-hmm. Um, not that it's really fast, but you're just getting a lot of information and you're getting a lot of characters and you don't know who's important, who's not. And then it kind Mm -hmm. of all falls away to just the story about our main character. Um, and, uh, yeah, I feel with that. I'm not going to lie. And I, I mentioned this to you on Easter. Uh, I for sure didn't even know what Solaris was until he got to the space station. Uh, I it's like something that's like because it's like a slow opening, but at the same time, like you were saying, there's just a lot happening. It's like a lot of uh, a lot of setup, 
but it's uh you know trying to like read it all and then while also trying to connect the faces and everything i just kind of got lost in it like and with burton didn't realize that that was the old man version of burton until like halfway through they're watching the tape uh just as by the way he was introduced i feel like it was just kind of like all right now sit down and watch this and and then it just kind of went mm-hmm. and uh but by the time, like, but once I once I realized like Burton was that, and uh, but I still thought that they were on Earth, uh, and Solaris was just like a project uh, examining like a certain part of the ocean on Earth until we get to the space station thing where like that whole trans transition, uh, where he's like in the dark with his like eye, just his lone eye coming, and then it's uh, the slow zoom in into the spaceship. It was like, oh, this is a whole other planet. This is a wow. Mid, yeah, like, I I, I figured out in the beginning that there is a colony, um, and that like this there, the Henry Burton guy was you know was on this space station and experienced something and was telling them what he experienced. Like I did follow that, but then it was just all the it was introducing Chris Kelvin. And like, cause we were also getting bits of him. He was like watching TV with his like family or something. Um, and I yeah. just like didn't understand who he was or what his place in the story was. And it slowly became about him and not about, uh, Burton. Um, mm. and, uh, so like, I think that was like disorienting to me. Um, but then I understood that like the Burton story was just the backdrop for you to understand what's going on. There's something weird going on mm-hmm. at the space station room, um, for, for this colony, you know, this, pl- this planet Solaris. Um, and it's interesting. It's, I think it's a, it's a kind of modern way, uh, to put the, to start the movie. I thought, um, like different, weird, but definitely kind of a modern way to do it. And then once we get to the ship is when it kind of the movie slows down. Um, oh yeah, it, it hits the brakes as hard as it can. <laughs> like we're just slowly finding information and it's weird on the space station and everybody on the space station, the few people left are weird. The guy that we were supposed to meet, our like buddy that we knew before, um, killed himself. And uh the other two guys are just weird and don't seem to like really think much of that much of it. They're just yeah. <laughs> yeah, they never like explicitly go into it. He, even at the end when he's like having the fever and all delirious there, he's just like, you never did tell me how we, how we did it. Uh, and he's like, no, we'll talk about it later. And it's, uh, it's not it's important. Like, it it's fear. like not important. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, I'm assuming it's, it must've be something similar to, to what's going on with him. Cause he almost seemed like the more he was like solidifying the idea of staying and living with Hari, the more it, it he started to get like a fever and go crazy and 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 start to die and i wonder if it was a similar thing to that or or what i don't know there was a, a lot happens in, but it stretched out in such a wide span of time that it's like it feels like, like yeah i think that's what um you kind of get a feel of the isolation because of the mm-hmm. time um because of the sets being so, like there's only like 3 or 4 sets once you're on the yeah. the ship uh, the space station. Um, it is kind of like, it drives you crazy a little bit. Um, and so I think it's like the loss of time you get whenever you're like indoors away from windows and stuff for a while. That's like, yeah. Kind of like when you go to the movie theater. Um, yeah. And, uh, it's weird to walk back outside again and it's like, Oh, it's like dark now or something. 
Um, and uh, yeah, so I think the main the main part of the film, just to you know, go over the the story, and then we can break down uh, other things. Um, is uh, his he's staying on the space station? Things are weird already, and then his uh wife appears, who killed herself years ago. Um, and, uh, and we find out that, that something on the planet Solaris makes, uh, these manifestations from your psyche, um, into reality and they call them visitors. And, um, so the, at first Calvin doesn't know what the fuck to do about it. And he just like launches one into a space, it's launches her into a spacecraft. Uh, into like a escape pod into space and just like yeets her and because he just freaks out but then she comes back or like another one forms and then this one he's kind of much more attached to um, as she like kind of demonstrates um, that what she knows and what she doesn't know and um, there's kind of a lot of philosophical questions about what makes somebody real and what makes you you and you know um existence and existential shit and, and whatnot. Um, and I think that's the, the, both of these movies are extremely philosophical, even though that they feel kind of, uh, simple. They're big. These ideas are very big. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, uh, I can't remember. I was trying to think while you were saying that, what movie specifically reminds me of like, what is like, what does it mean to be human? Uh, but I wanted to say not the matrix, but something where like, you know, it's robots, but they think that they're people until they realize that they're robots. Like um, Westworld. Yeah. I was going to say Westworld, but I thought there was something else that would be more, uh, applicable, but, um, there's a Rick and Morty episode. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, maybe that, but I don't know. There's a, I, think, way, I think, I think it's a trope that's come up. Yeah. It's, it's a become a Yeah, for sure. Um, but the way that this one does it is like, I mean, it's pretty, you're pretty aware from the start that they're obviously not like the real person, um, at least from the viewer's perspective, I feel, but, uh, mm. you really settle into just the whole conversation of it. you like, you like, uh, I definitely got in like, uh, was very interested in just like them, like discussing of, uh, uh, um, whether she is real or not towards like the last yeah. like, 45 minutes of the film. Um, I think that's I think what's supposed to be really well. what, and you know, drives you is, is this conversation about is she is she real? You know, is she really hard? Because she feels she can interact with things. You know, she has her own thoughts, and by the end of it, she's no longer needs to be like directly attached to him. Um, you know, she has she's able to have distance between this, the two. And my, the Matrix is telling me that the stink is juicy and red. <laughs> yeah. I mean that's true. It's kind of like that. Uh, it's like like he's yeah. accept like the Calvin kind of accepts, like you know at this point I don't care. Like maybe I should just stay here, and you know have my wife back, a facsimile, at least of my wife. Um, and I think at one point she gets really you know, <clears throat> you know she gets kind of freaked out of being reminded that she's not real and whatever, and she tries to kill mm-hmm. herself, and um. Yeah, that's kind of like, like that. That's that's uh, yeah. how the the you parries, know, like. So I'm sorry. Let me talk oh about. no, go ahead. I was saying it, it parries like the how she killed herself in the past. 
um like at the end of the day she like uh, yes not not for the same reasons necessarily because in this one is killing herself to let him go versus in the other one it was seemed to be because she was uh, he was emotionally distant uh at least what i picked up but uh but either way, he like can't he can't have her. She's meant to die in the end. Yeah, she tries to kill herself, and then in the end, she la- like asks to be permanently destroyed, and then and she doesn't come back. Um, and then Calvin comes back to Earth. He's a bunch of visions of his family. Um, and his mother is a young woman. Um, there, there's a lot of the like. What it, I don't uh. I I should have written it down. Written it down of what I've read, but what did you think about all the like reflections on, like who he is and his family and his history and, like we have a lot of visions of of Calvin's past, his relationship uh, with his father. Yeah, the uh, honestly, it was it was kind of hard to to take in. Uh, like it was it was a lot of just kind of like. Because for there, I, sorry, for a bit of the movie, I thought that the flashback to the, to the younger version of his mom was referencing an ex-wife or something, uh, and then that got me all like tripped up until like towards the end, um, where it could started making a little bit more sense of of things. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I, I had a hard time uh, really, really like getting it. If that makes sense. No, I think well, it. it... And the the language barrier is there on this one. I don't like it's I don't know why, but it is. Um and it took me a little bit to figure out stuff in both of these movies. Um but um but once you do, I think that it's actually like I I kind of would like to watch this one again. Uh, Solaris in particular. Mm-hmm. Both of these movies I'd like to see again, but Solaris in particular, I think I'd have a much better appreciation for it um this time. Yeah, I, I agree. I think I, I now that I know what I'm supposed like I'm I know what things are supposed to be. I can understand how they're meshing in with each other rather than like I'm I, I had a hard, really hard time with just like identifying people with the with the 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 with the conversations uh, in um, this one. What did you think about the twist ending? The oh I. I don't know. Do you think he's? Do you think that he never left the ship and it, it was just all? I think it's supposed to Solaris. imply that yeah, he's he was on an island on the surface of of Solaris, and he did because they go said back that. Yeah, well, they said that before they sent him back. They said that islands were starting to form after they did like the annihilation thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I guess that was the the next step. Unlike the final shot, him, it like zooms out where he's at, and you yeah, see yeah. he's on an island. So I think it's just implied that he's on Solaris, but yeah, that is. Um, I thought that was a really good ending um, for how like um, slow it kind of got at times. I think it really did pick up in the last act. Um, that's when you yeah, more the like emotional shit, um, and um, I think it's like it felt slow. But then when I think about it now, it doesn't seem like it was that slow. But I think it's because I'm just focusing on the story bits of it, you know. Um, versus how much it's like the Calvin staring at the ceiling or staring, you know, at Hari or Hari staring into a mirror or whatever, you know, and staring out the window, out the window, and the it's, it, it's a lot of staring. Uh, um, but I I think that uh, I understand the importance of this movie, and I understand that I see it as the uh, a separate side of a coin to 2001 a space odyssey 
I see hell of a lot of influence in, uh, from this movie on stuff on like a 24 sci-fi, like your, your ex machinas, uh, and your like ex machina probably is the, is a big one. Um, or, or the newer blade runner, uh, 2049, like that has more action, but like, there's so much, you know, like slower, uh, like mm-hmm. introspective thoughts about like, what does it mean to be a human being or, or, or whatnot? Um, I see a lot of this DNA in those kinds of like indie styled uh, sci-fi movies. Um, do you see that as well? Yeah, definitely. It's uh, when you said uh, uh, Ex Machina for sure. The just like the um, and Blade Runner for that matter, but the um, I don't know. It just because those movies are like long as well but like they all they i guess they do it in a different way because they have the action moments to break it up but they it's say like modern. Uh, they, they can do more yeah, now yeah. um but i love those slow parts of those movies i've grown to love like the quietness in between all of that like big stuff and 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 pulling from this is uh because there are moments of this where yeah that's long but like i'm i'm hooked like the the la- one of the final conversations like with uh Hari and Kelvin where it's just them talking back and forth in the room is like the one of the most gripping parts of the whole thing um and I and I like that it has like uh trickled into what we get now where it can be added in with other things and created to make something that's like has this awesome peaks and valley uh that has become like the modern slow burn I guess Oh, I'm just remembering more of these these sci-fi movies that remind me of it. Under the Skin is an A24 sci-fi movie. High Life, also Claire Denis, um, is definitely got this kind of a um, a pace and vibe. Um, I I I think now the more this is definitely one of those movies where you're challenged, but then once you've you finished it and you sit with it, you just appreciate it so much more. Um, both of these movies, they're they are, but this don't take them lightly. Don't just be like, oh, I'm gonna just put this on and have some fun, um, because you are gonna, you know, not watch the movie. Um, it is tedious. It can be tedious if you if you are not ready for it. Um, and I'm yeah, like I said, I'm very excited to watch it again, but I like at the same time was incredibly bored at times during this experience. <laughs> like I can't, I think I have to be honest with the audience. Um, oh, but I, sure. I appreciate it so much and I really do enjoy, I'm glad I've seen it and I want to see it again. And I think that it's because it is a great film and I th- can see the influence and all that. Um, it's just, it is a challenge. Um, be, you know, being slow, being, um, in another language, um, and, uh, and just, um, yeah. Uh, and the, just the, you know, that's about, that's really about it. I, I, I don't really have much to critique of it cause it's done well. Um, some of the like sets look really low, like a little bit low budget, but I think I kind of like th- that. It seems like a more of a used, uh, sci-fi. It's not clean. It's, uh, mm-hmm. and I can see that kind of influence on star Wars. Um, which you know comes out just a few comes uh, a few years later, um, um, but yeah. yeah. Is there anything I, else you uh, want to say about Solaris? Yeah, I was gonna say. Um, uh, oh no, hope we don't lose it. Uh, Is it because of Star the, Wars? 
No, no, it was before you talked about the sets. Um, oh, nuts. Um, the challenge is tedious, but it's good. Oh, yes. Okay, yes. So it, this, in, in agreeing with what you're saying about this is hard to judge because it is, I feel like this is exactly what it was meant to be. And when something turns out the exact way it was intended to be, regardless of whether I fully like it or not, you know, it's, 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 it is good. And it's very hard for something to be like, cause this is it's like, yeah, I, viewing it as a piece of art and not as a piece of entertainment. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And I think that is a big thing with, with the film as an art form is entertainment is important. And, and some of the best films ever are, are incredibly entertaining and and that is they're they're linked you know but uh but this is like you know something else it's it's deeper than that um but it's also minimal and and is just not gonna you're not gonna walk away from it with the same kinds of of feelings So what uh, do you have any anything else you want to add about Solaris before we give these boy uh, give this boy a big old score? Uh, didn't really comment on the cinematography, but it is very beautiful. Uh, I love. I think all it's the color. Sorry. Um, I was gonna say I love just the close ups of like this like the little seaweed type things and the water and all like that stuff. He uh, shoots water a lot in both the movies. Tons yeah, of shots of water. Um, like shit floating um, in water, like drifting, mm-hmm. just long shots. Um, I, um, yeah, the cinematography. I think, I think, it's minimal, but it's very, very good, very, very good. And some of that as a layman, obviously, but I really, really like the way that these movies are shot. Um, mm. And um, and you know that I, like I, I, I have a bias towards I think minimalist stuff and, and this. It's definitely an approach that I've tried to take to, you know, projects of my own. And uh, it's cool to see it executed at a high level. Um, But also being, you know, keeping in mind that, you know, that's not always accessible to everybody. I just, uh, I, I love how this, like, a lot of these shots are just, like, modern looking. Like the way that they're lit and composed and and stuff, and they're just so ahead of its time, and just the way that things were being lit at the time, um, where it feels even the set, like a lot of the stages don't feel like stages. Like some of them obviously do, but just like I I, I was pulling up a couple clips here to for reference, and uh, the the one where they're looking out the window, where it's him and, and Snout looking out the window, and it's but it's all daylight, and only the light that's coming in is from the windows instead of having yeah. That, I like, keep pulling that setup ceiling light. I have a different uh, different shot up, but it is um, of that room where the lights yeah. come, like it's daylight coming in of the circle windows. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, super cool. But it's also like really f- like beat up in there. Like it's the stations mm-hmm. needs work. Um, I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's immersive, yeah. but simple. I just love how they shape light. Like in this, nothing's flat. Nothing has that like older movie uh, flatness to it. Like they really did a lot with what they did, like were given for how minimal the like, the the number. Yeah, sets yeah. Do with the lighting. Yes. Um. Yeah. Less is more. Uh, big time with these. Yeah, for these for sure. Um. I would say even with the next one, uh, because 
it's it's about the same with the number of sets and stuff. It just feels way grander because of the openness of uh, being outside. Yeah, yeah. Is I mean, like the I feel like that. I want to. I know I want to talk more about the philo- philosophical stuff in Stalker, but there is so much to talk about and unpack with this. Like I said, with like you know what makes a pe- a person, etc. Um, but 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 you could talk about it forever. I think, and I do. It really, both of these movies uh, really remind me of really like old, pulpy science fiction stories. Um, like not like a full long novel, like epic novel, like Dune, but just like a concise story, um, that you would read, uh, or like a Twilight Zone episode, but just like done fucking really, really well, like written really well and, um, mm-hmm. into a feature length. And I think that's why I like it. It just feels like like a pulpy sci-fi Twilight Zone thing, but just done mm. at the highest level, you know, at, the, at an artful level. And uh, yeah, and I really, really appreciate that. Um, and it kind of reminds me why I like that um, style in modern sci-fi as well. I like to have it's fun, and I like entertaining stuff, but I like that this shit mm. exists too. Oh, for sure. I was going to say Twilight Zone is definitely like, I agree with that uh, comparison. This definitely we, feels we, like a three hour version of an episode. We watch The Outer Limits uh, on on a basic cable channel all the time. And it, it feels like these stories, you know, like they just remind me of plots from that. But at the same time, it's just so much deeper because those are kind of shallow and kind of, you know, it's a little bit bad. It's bad acting. It's low budget. It's, but this is just, I don't know. It's done so well. It's really cool. What do you, I think we got to score this pup. What are you scoring it? Um, I'm sitting at a three and a half. Whoa. I, just because of the score I'm giving Stalker, uh, I really like this and I understand what it did for, for everything. However, some, you have people, just keep in mind, some people say that these are some of the best movies. This is a perfect film. Yeah, I, yeah. Um, I just, uh, I don't know. I think I, 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 it was very challenging for me, but I didn't, it was, I didn't get it as challenging in a good way at times. Um, yeah, but it's, uh, but I, but the things I do love about it, like I really like, and I think they're done very well. Um, but I think it's just, it's just a little too hard to follow and slow for me. Yeah. Well, I gave, so I, you know, like I said, at first, I think at first I would have agreed with, I could have, I would have agreed with you, but then like the more I sat with it and the more I thought about it and the more it stuck with me and the more I like, I just appreciated it more and more. Um, it kind of rose from that. Um, and I, I have it at four and a half here, but I'm torn between a four and a half and a four. Um, but, um, I think that it's a super important movie and, uh, and I do, I like, I want to see it again. And I think that alone, um, I'm going to give it a four and a half. Like how you were describing that is how I felt coming off of drive my car. And I remember I liked that. A, 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 a little drive bit my car more. is really good. Really good. Uh, I think I've liked, I think that drive my car has has risen in my since watching it. I think I like the yeah. this and Drive My Car are are similar in the vibe. 
um, mm. to me. Like, because they're long, they're challenging, but then there's like a lot, you know, they leave you with so much. Um, and then I think about them and how pretty they were and whatever. And, you know, what, and, uh, and yeah. So I think I, if we, I think my drive my car, if we revisited it, I'd give it a, I don't remember what I gave it before. I think I gave it a four, right? Uh, yeah, I think you gave it a four and I gave it a, either a four and a half or a five. I think I gave it a four and a half though. All right. So, all right. You sure you're sticking at three and a half? Are you sure? I think. Can I, I can I, just, can I, can I sell you on a well, four? It's where I have, it's what just a, where I have soccer. Well, yeah, I like you soccer can still, a lot more. But you can still like one more than the other and have them at the same score. Cause it's cause like, oh, you would have gave one like a 4.2 and one a 4.0 or whatever. Just like you rounded. I don't know. I think uh, I think Stalker is better. Um, and yeah, I think it's it's a per- more perfect version of what this is. I think like Stalker going. is. I'm, I mean, I don't want to spoil, but if I give this one four and a half, and the other one, I like yeah, better. that's what I was like. I was very confused when you said four and a half. I was like, really for Stalker? <laughs> Stalker, uh, yeah, Stalker. I I don't have many complaints about. All right, I think I'm gonna. I'm sticking with my guns. I'm sticking wow. with my guns. Wow, spicy. Only because of what I, I of of my, how I feel about soccer. Well, I don't think that's fair. I don't think that's fair. But I won't fight. No, I, 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 yeah, I'll you'll I'll explain when we well now that we're transitioning into but soccer can't be above a four. Is what you're trying to say? It can't be no, above. I'm it. not. I'm not. I'm not saying that at all. Oh, okay. With three and a half. All right. Okay. I'm, yeah. I'm, All right. I'm, well, that's that's it. I'm not fighting you. You got what you got. You, you've you made it. Okay. So let's then move on to Stalker. Stalker is a post-apocalyptic film about a guy who is called a stalker. And stalkers uh, escort people. They're like kind of like uh, guides, and they escort people through this weird area called the mysterious area called the zone, where weird shit happens, um, unexplained phenomena. And it is legend has it that there is a place inside the zone called the room, where if you go inside of it. Your every desire will be fulfilled. Right off the bat, love the fucking broad, like vague, broad, um, a um, plot. And but then the setting is so real, like a post-apocalyptic setting is, I especially for seeing it done in, at this time, um, I really really like. Um, and I think seeing it done in a more like vague bro, I've seen movies try to do this with uh, the post-apocalyptic thing, like make it this epic, you know, um, kind of, uh, allegorical thing. Um, but it doesn't really work or it just kind of falls flat. Um, but this kind of really, really leans into it. Um, and there's a lot to be said. This movie's ton of metaphor and you know allegory and etc. Um, for um, for all types of things, and we will go into them specifically. But I man, 
This movie, I re- the longer I, l- I watched it, the more I liked it. And like, even though it was getting longer and slower, if that makes sense, like less was happening. The whole last what hour of the movie are they almost in the same place, right? Yeah, pretty much. The uh, I was gonna say the middle of it is where I I was falling like for a bit, but as soon as they get to the room, like the the the, the building outside the room or whatever, or the room outside. Yeah, the room, yeah, the room outside uh, the room. It, yeah, yeah, it's uh, man, does it just get cool again? It just gets so awesome. Um, I mean, I was going to say, and I was waiting until this, I have to say this, but I feel like both of these movies are, it's two hours of buildup for 45 minutes of what is the meaning of life. Uh, but I kind of, but it's it's cool. One, like you keep, so uh, the the faith is, I think a definitely a theme. Oh, huge in this. Because what you, the stalker is like, you have to have faith in me. You have to do everything I'm telling you to do if you want to live. Um, it kind of reminds me of Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, like, all like the tests that they have to go through to get to the mm-hmm. next phase of you know, um, you know, and like they're all faith based tests, mm-hmm. like walking out into the invisible bridge or whatever. Um, and these kind of remind me of that, and, but nothing is happening. Like they yeah. keep doing things, and the guys yelling at them, like, "No, don't do that! Oh, you're you're fucking dead, dude." <laughs> you're dead bro and, and then just like nothing happens or like maybe something yeah. weird will happen a little bit but like nobody's hurt or not you know they continue onward yeah, and i'm the wildest like, thing that happens is when they the two guys get separated from the one guy and they both end up at the same spot yeah like that's yes the craziest thing that happens that is the crazy it's so like not like that's the craziest thing that happens and you almost start to like doubt you start to lose faith in all of this shit like this is just legend and this these stalkers are just doing this to like make money and it's all like a you know a grift. Um and it's cool but it doesn't really amount to anything. Um and then, but then like uh, they get there and uh there like there is some some tension mo- like tense moments um when they're in the tunnel and he's like you know they're drawing straws to see who goes first cuz like he doesn't know what could happen. You could just walk into a death trap everywhere. It could be a trap. Um, and, uh, like, it, and there's like a uh, love, all of like the water and the, the trickling mm-hmm. water and whatnot. Um, there, there's, there is like tense moments. So I do enjoy the journey, but, uh, but, um, it, there is a moment in like around the middle part where I'm like, nothing is fucking happening. Like he keeps saying yeah. shit is going to happen, but nothing <laughs> happens. And it's like, boy who cried wolf. And I'm like, then I start to understand like the movies doing this on purpose to make a, like to, uh, for all of us to doubt the zone and to doubt the mm-hmm. room. And then we confront it in the end. And we're still not sure what the fuck is going on. But like these people like possessed, like the one guy starts getting weird when he, the guy who goes in first and he puts on the crown of thorns and it starts getting way more metaphorical. Um, and then the other guy's got a bomb. Um, and he's like, I'm just going to blow this shit up. I'm not going in there. Like I, we just can't let it fall into the wrong hands. Um, yeah. If, if, uh, if evil can get it, no one can have it. And they beat the shit out of the stalker. They're just like, <laughs> like you fucking asshole! Like you're just le- you're just here to uh you know fuck us and kill us or whatever, take our money. And he's, yeah, 
And uh, the stalker's like, no, I really believe this shit. It's real. It's real. And oh my God. So the whole story, the whole journey he's referencing, at first he he's talking about porcupines. And I'm like, why does he keep talking about the animals? Like, oh, the porcupines, you know, they, they fucked everything up over here. Or they they ate all the food or whatever. And I'm like, he he, he, he says it in plural. And then at a, after that, it's only singular. Porcupine did this. Porcupine did that. And then we find out that Porcupine um, is another stalker that came through before him. Yeah. And then don't we find out that Porcupine is his brother? Oh, I didn't. I didn't I get think? that. I thought Porcupine was a, he was a guy who he was a stalker that went in the room and then was not allowed to turn. And I thought, or, or I think uh, Porcupine is well, our boy's well, brother, and he went in there and uh, and he killed himself when he came out. And then, like they, this our stalker tells them, tells our two guys, the writer and the professor, and um. And then they're like, start. They're like, oh, well, maybe we don't want to go in there because he killed himself. Like, what? Maybe I why? You know, what happened to make him do that? Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, talking the whole time about like, was it because uh, he wanted something else, but instead he got money, um, and or, or some shit like that. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, I guess this is, all right. I I'm looking at the wiki. Porcupine is not. Uh, the brother is not Porcupine. The brother, um, the Porcupine is a stalker who led his brother to the zone, and then after his brother went into the room, he killed himself. Gotcha, gotcha. All right, that makes more sense. And so it becomes like this little like riddle at the end that they like kind of figure out about Porcupine, like his motives of uh for wealth. Uh, rather than bring his brother back from the death, the dead, and then Porcupine committed suicide. Um, oh wait, no, Porcupine is maybe the brother. I don't know. It's confusing. <laughs> um, but they're both dead. The brother and Porcupine. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, the that whole thing. Uh, the last forty-five minutes. Well, not forty-five. It's like the the that last half hour before they get out of the zone. Um, the, they goes into, after all of the faith stuff, and then it goes into like this, like almost a, what is my purpose? Cause it's like without, cause, uh, the stalker goes off on, you know, if there's no zone, then I have nothing. I, this is, this is everything. And then it goes down the, which was similar to Solaris of just like, what is the meaning of life type feeling? At least what I picked up. Well, from and like, it. I and, think it's also, uh, like one of the big themes is like the nature of human desire. Um, yeah, yeah. And like what, like what, like how do our, how are our wants fulfilled and what would that do to us if it was, um, and like our innermost, what our innermost desire may be is not what we think, um, Mm. or that we might be better off not, you know, get uh, achieving it. Um, I think that that is all really interesting. Um, it, there's a lot of, uh, you know, uh, reminds me of the cold war or like, you know, Chernobyl, um, disaster, mm-hmm. um, those kinds of things. Um, it's yeah, really, it, it's interesting thinking about it in a, in a Soviet perspective, you know, when this movie came out or when it was made. 
Yeah, it very much feels like because uh, the way everything is just kind of like run down and shitty. Um, this definitely is like portraying like the like the world that we are in right now, which is most likely a reflection of the world, and you know through the eyes of the director, you know, is 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 in a like an apocalyptic like wasteland. Um, and we when the zone being so colorful and lush and beautiful, um, I guess is just like I wonder if it's just you know like, like a not a grass is always greener but just like a uh you know there's a pair there's always a paradise out there that someone is like hoping to get or hoping to go to um we're all looking for our own garden of eden uh yeah yeah i, I was thinking about how they just aesthetically i know we i'm i don't i guess uh we're jump jumping around here but um i think about how kind of aesthetically it's like the nature's kind of taking back over um mm. Uh, society or or whatever civilization um yeah. and kind of like a, that that va- a vaporwave kind of vibe that that people used to uh, post about f- like five years ago or i guess like eight years ago now mm-hmm. um and i think i think that's really cool i think it's vision that's why visually this it really holds up uh even though they're kind of just shooting around a bunch of abandoned things oh i the the shot of the the when they're at the first like break point and they are around a bunch of telephone poles and they look like crosses they look like crucifixes you know um they look like the scene from evangelion and it remind me of evangelion and i'm like wow so many anime have done this and tarkovsky did it 20 years earlier um yeah that's pretty rad. I, I love that uh as soon as I saw it, it was just like, oh man, that's, that is, you see that, I feel like you just see that kind of specifically with the, the, the poles and so much stuff. Um, I, and I love that. I love like religious iconography just like slapped in there. Uh, not, you know, directly legitimately across, but just like how it is with the telephone poles and stuff. Like I, I, uh, I don't know why, but I just, I love that, uh, aesthetic of things. Um, the and I was I brought this up earlier, but apparently a, a visual um, technique that Tarkovsky employs in a bunch of his films is paint in water, um, and he puts the paint in the water and kind of just just films like how because it's like if it's oil paint, it does not mix. Mm-hmm. You know, it kind of floats. Uh, the color will float and swirl around in the water, and you kind of see mm-hmm. it slowly. Um, and Stalker, he does it a lot with black paint. It looks like oil. Um, and it just like looks yeah, some yeah. of the like they're falling around in this grimy, dirty ass water, and there's just like lightning or light bulbs uh, floating in it, and um, and like there's not tr- there's like industrial trash, you know, mostly nothing really like not just garbage. It's like mm. certain kinds of items. Um, I don't know. It's a it's a vibe. It's a definitely a vibe, um, and uh, I really like it. Uh, I was able to stick with this movie throughout. Like I was not as much as I recognize the challenge and like how it was still long takes and whatnot. Um, I think this movie is more, it was visually more interesting. Um, and just like more, I think my kind of story, um, that, uh, I just really, I like post-apocalyptic stuff a lot. I like, um, you know, deep questions of uh of life and and fulfillment and and reflection and um, and I feel like I didn't even fully understand. I want to just watch the ending part again. 
Um, oh, we forgot to mention that the the visual motif in the the first I want to say forty five minutes is just gold. Um, in a certain area of once they leave, once they get into the zone, it is green and pr- beautiful. But when they are not in the zone, it is gold. Um, the whole screen yeah, is like, like colored gold. Um, yeah, it's like grayscale but tinted gold. Like yeah, a- he does it in um, Solaris as well with flashbacks. They are tinted blue. Yeah, um, say, yeah. and I really liked that. I thought that that was like kind of ahead of its time. Um, and Solaris, I wanted to mention that. Uh, but yeah, this too, I really thought that was really mi- something minimal, but visually striking, and re- and to you know uh, have this kind of contrast. With, and then once yeah. we were in that later in the film, uh, they when they came back to like a flashback or they you know went back to to um, wherever they started, and uh, it was gold again. And you're just like, oh, uh, this is just how this area is. Um, that's just the vibe of this place, and it was almost like the zone was. I don't know if it's more you know what it's trying to say that even though it's more run down that it's that it's more you know colorful and and uh, and beautiful. I love that that transition it goes from the gold to when we get our first full color shot because it holds on the stalker sleeping for like it feels like a good couple minutes and then it's just bam we'll cut to that wide in color. Yeah, there's so many close-ups. I think it was close-ups of the uh the one I can't I forget which one is the writer and which one's the professor. But the guy who puts the 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 crown of thorns on later um but he's like they're on that like uh mine car or whatever on that track and it is just held on his face looking around and we're not really seeing the the outside world it's just focused on them and like their journey more than like the scenery which i thought was really interesting it's a little it was a little claustrophobic but it was really uh really beautiful beautifully shot yeah i agree i love so much of the cinematography in this i wanted to talk about the 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 dynamic camera movements that it does versus the first movie um all of the long pushes and the symmetrical things or like the the things that are like intentionally asymmetrical in a frame yeah uh, but i'm symmetrical once the characters move within it like i love that stuff um i very much liked all of the slow like push like the opening bed thing where it pushes from the wife to over to him and the bird's eye was really cool um but uh everything is just is shot just fits this is like this whole tone so much better um than i thought with solaris like it, everything was like like if solaris was like a blueprint kind of like uh, good times to uncut gems does that make sense like this was just everybody's firing on all cylinders uh creating this and it uh it shows like is it while the word we feel like realistically i feel like they're only own but the way they shoot it, even though it, 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 it both feels like they went nowhere, but also everywhere at the same time. And I think that that is a really they did that very well because it's such a fine line to balance one or the other. Um, yeah, it, it is like dead. How, you don't really have a, a feel for how far that they went. Like it could have been yeah. miles or it could have been you know just down the road. Um. But also, it was it's stressed in there. Like, yeah, it's someone's like, oh, the where we need to go is right there. It's a stone's throw away, and the guy and the stalker's like, um, uh, I hear nothing's uh, a throw away or whatever. Yeah, it's and like a straight line. It's not the best way to go. Or yeah, and so it ends up being like, so you this whole time I'm thinking in my head is like, oh man, really only go like maybe let's say like 
a mile or a lap, but uh, it this zigzag around it makes it feel like they like have gone super far, but because everything looks the same, it also feels like they've gone nowhere, uh, almost like you're lost in the desert, um, which is really cool. Uh, yeah, and he only had one. He had one film between Solaris and Stalker called Mirror. Um, I've heard that good things. Now that I've looked more into Tarkovsky, I've heard good things about uh, like almost all of his films. Mm. Um, but, um, but uh, yeah, um, uh, yeah, this movie is just it's it's beautifully shot. It, this yeah, it's just great from a cinemat- cinematography perspective. Um, and I think that is, it's, 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 it makes you think deeper. It's more abstract. It's much more abstract. Um, and just like when it goes off kind of off the rails, like there's just like phones ringing and people are having conversations and like, how is this fucking, how is there a phone line working out here in the room, in the fucking room? Um, and you know, we got bombs and the crown of thorns and like, it just gets very over the top all of a sudden. And like, it always kind of was, uh, it kind of feels like a myth, like a a mythological Mm -hmm. journey. Does that make sense? Like, it's not really, if you think too much about the specifics of it, it's silly, you know, but in a broad sense, it, you know, has a ton of meaning and is really impactful. Um, you know, like allegorical. Um, and I think that is what makes this special. If you're like trying to like find, this is not a gritty, crunchy, sci, realistic sci-fi film. It is like, it is purposefully, you know, abstracted, um, and more about what these things mean. What do these represent? These, um, these, uh, you know, visual aspects represent, uh, et cetera. Um, but yeah. I you know, I really appreciated Solaris, but I really fucking just loved soccer. Um, and That's what I uh, and uh, yeah, I I don't know. I don't would I don't. Is there anything in particular that you, else you want to touch on with Stalker? I feel like we didn't talk about it quite as much as Solaris, I, but but yeah, go ahead. A couple things. Uh, yeah, a couple things I wanted to touch on that we missed was uh, one is after the his wife's monologue at the bar when they get back. From the zone and yeah. then when once they leave the bar it's all in color again almost like after the entire ordeal and after yeah her thing he, uh the stalker is like seeing the beauty in his regular life world like he doesn't yeah need yeah stuff, which i liked uh which is a little you know you could take it as a little bit of uh not sappy but like a little feel goody but uh uh but then it just kind of gets thrown on its head when you get home and then there's just telepathy all of a sudden uh which is like a weird not as like like the twist in uh not to say that this doesn't make complete sense but like uh but the twist in solaris makes a lot more sense um and this just kind of hits you and it's like is that his did he go in the room is that his divine miracle uh but i guess that's what's supposed to be yeah i guess you're supposed to just think like i mean and like i guess it's even like there's a train rolling by when that cup was moving and like it's supposed to be like up up in the air of what it really meant. Like was what did she do it with her mind or did it just yeah. move or from the vibrations or whatever? 
Um, yeah, I didn't think much about the the ending, other than like he has a do- a family and a daughter to take care of. There's the you know like the monologue from his wife where she's like looking at the screen and she's talking mm-hmm. about him and and how he feels and whatever. Um, it's definitely like he's like finds the value in his yeah like in his life and um mm-hmm. and instead of like obsessing over uh the zone and having you know his his desires fulfilled or what have you but to being too afraid to step into the room itself um and uh but yeah um it's it's a super cool movie super cool movie it's long but it's not you know i don't think in a way that um is oppressive um like some of the other movies that we've watched um yeah have you? Did you find any? Did you get lost at all in this mo- in this movie? I, it happened to me once where I kind of like had to reset for a second. I feel I was uh, like worried that I may have missed things, like uh, like um, getting pulled away or something, and then I uh, like wasn't sure if I missed something or not. Um, but then it was just like a, another chunk of the journey. Um, but. Uh, no, I, I don't think because I think in the broad sense, the only thing that I was like losing track of was like the details about Porcupine and the brother and the and that sort of thing. Um, but that was really it for me. Uh, so I got lost it, when they stopped to like take a like take a rest halfway through the film, and they like I'm guessing they're they're sleeping. Uh, and then it just kind of gets weird for a bit uh, with the stalker. Like he's like he's supposed to be sleeping, but he's awake. And then it cuts back between the gold and the color, and just like fish eating with oil, and the uh, and yeah. then back to the gold with the dog. And then the dog is actually really there for real life, and and stays with them at the end somehow. Uh, yeah, it was, it was like some zone shit, you weird zone shit. Yeah, like I got real lost in that trying to follow what was going on. But I essentially took it as he was dreaming, but. But in the end, because the dog doesn't go with them to the room or anything, he just kind of appears, and then he shows up again at the end that they brought him home with. And it's uh, yeah, that is bizarre. I honestly forgot about that. Um, yeah, that's strange. And I think it was yeah, it was just zone shit, weird zone. Yeah, because and then his his daughter starts whispering, uh, like, uh, wor- like uh, from the book she's reading at the end, uh, at the, during that little like daydream sequence thing she like starts whispering about like black angels and shit mm-hmm. and it's just like what is happening right now because it just like took a weird like super deep dive into whatever and I'm, I'm not even sure yeah uh but uh um but yeah that was that was the only thing i had i struggled with in this one yeah yeah, well, now you got me curious. What uh what did you give soccer? Uh four and a half. I really liked it. Wow. Wowzers. I I am... just liked it that much more than uh Well, you you could have just bumped them both up a half a point. Um I I, th- I truly feel like soccer is like a one whole point ahead of Solaris for me. Yeah, but then you could have gave Stalker a five. Well, I don't think it's I don't think it's perfect, but it's I think it's really really good. I I think it's perfect because for what it's trying to do, like I don't think mm. I I don't have any critique of it. Um, and uh, I think it accomplishes, and just like you could talk, this what this movie represents. It's like so big, 
with how like minimal it is. And I think that's, um, some of my favorite art is like that. And, um, Mm. yeah, this is a big old fiver for me. Wow. Um, yeah. And I, I don't know if we mentioned, uh, Tarkovsky died relatively young. Uh, he died in 1986 in the age of 54. Wow. What did he die from? Um, I have it here. Um, I don't, I don't know. Cancer. Mm. But, uh, but yeah, that's Sarkovsky. Now you know him. Um, so we are going to be back next time. We're going to be doing... The Daniels. Do you, da, know da, da, the, Daniels. do you know about the Daniels? Yeah, I've seen I've seen both of the movies already. I yeah, I just wasn't sure if you knew that they went by the Daniels. They go by, they go by just. Your mic just got all wild. Now you're silent. It's it says I'm talking on my. All right, you just started talking again. But all right, so the um, Daniels, and we're gonna. No the. Oh, they're just, just collectively it, known as Daniels. Oh my God, yes, you're right. I, I thought I thought that as well. It's just Daniels. All right, well, Daniels, and uh, I've seen Swiss Army Man, and I'm glad to hear that they are back six years later with everything, everywhere, all at once. I was worried. Oh yeah, Daniel Schneider did the death of Dick Long, which I have not seen, but I wanted to. Um, <clears throat> and uh, that was on my A24 list which I never finished. I only had like 10 movies left and now there's like been 10 new A24 movies. I should just fucking buck hunker down and finish that shit. Um, but yeah, I've seen Swiss army man. We're going to do that and everything everywhere all at once. And then the episode after that, we're going to do the Eggers trilogy of. I'm excited for that too. The witch, the lighthouse and the Northmen. The Northman, the the trilogy. I was gonna say the the trilogy. Um, but uh, all right, all right. This was a good one. Um, I'm. It was really really cool to to mark this one off the list, and we'll see you next week. Agreed. Make sure that you follow us on all the things. Um, Best Boys Film Pod, and uh, I'm at Slob Thomas. He's at Corey with a story with a K, and we'll be back next time. Tell them, Cor. Say, tell them how it is. You need to see everything, everywhere, all at once, if you love movies. Everything, everywhere, all of the time. Every time someone says the title, that's what I think of. The uh.